Welcome back. This is the 22nd episode of AIR, an interview podcast series with a different theme each episode. Joining me this month to talk about Kalundi is Finnish producer Alexi Perala. music most of his life, his outlook on creativity changed several years ago when his friend Grant Wilson Claridge of Reflex Records introduced him to Kalundi, a microtonal tuning system in which the different frequencies relate to different psychologies and beliefs. Although Kalundi is still, for the most part, a mystery, even to its staunchest believers, its frequencies are said to encourage healing, relaxation, and peacefulness. Alexi's own work with Kalundi has resulted in more than 17 full-length releases, and he shows no signs of slowing down. In this conversation that took place in Lati, Finland, we discuss all things Kalundi, creativity, and healing with sound. so much for hosting me here in Lati. You're welcome. Thank <laughs> you for having me in your podcast. Of course. A few years ago, you did an interview for RA that's now quite famous, in which you spoke at length about Kalunti. Uh-huh. And there was a lot of talk circulating about the interview on internet forums like Reddit and We Are The Music Makers, with people kind of theorizing that Kalunti was like not a real thing or like a bit of a gimmick or people were not believing in it. So oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, no. yeah. Well, when I was researching, I kind yeah. of figured this out. Okay. So, what would you say to the non-believers? Oh, it's real. It's very much real. Um, I, I've been using Kalundi sequence for about five years now. Um, I use it every day whilst making music. I listen to it every day, and it's affecting my life very heavily in ways that I can't even put into words but yeah it's very real at least for me not a gimmick for sure in the RA interview there's a point where the journalist is kind of talking about his own skepticism about Kalundi and you mentioned that when you first heard about it you kind of weren't sure if you believed it what was the moment for you where that changed where you started believing in it um well it was like I'd say 10 years leading to it like 10 years before Kalundi was introduced to me, I'd been doing experiments using different tuning systems and actually using Kalundi, uh, although I didn't know it at the time, but I would use like 33 hertz, 528 hertz and stuff, those octaves Mm -hmm. for a long time. And then, so I was kind of ready for it when it happened. And I... I, uh, I, I'd i like to think that from the very, very first jam I had with the frequencies, I was just sucked in and it's so immersive. It's like something new and exciting, but at the same time, very familiar. Um, it felt like coming home in a way, which mm. is really difficult to explain because it doesn't make much sense. I suppose, but mm-hmm. but that's what it feels like. Still, today, if I have a Columbia jam, it feels like going home. Like, oh yeah, this is it. This mm. is what we've always had. Like, 
But that's on because it affects your whole body. All the frequencies do things to your body, and that's so fundamental. That uh, how could it not affect you? I mean, we are sensitive human beings, and if we we play the right kind of frequencies, the effect is very powerful. And so, does that make you? look back on the way that you used to make music and make you feel differently about it? Like, does it seem wrong how you were doing it before, for example? No, not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a long time. I've made music for 30 years now. And it's, yeah, it's kind of feels like I only just got started. And at the same time, um, looking back, it, it feels like, oh gosh, has it really been 30 years already? <laughs> it's like, oh gosh, it's a long time. It's too many tracks and so forth. But if it's helped a little bit but at the same time i think with kalundi you need to have a fresh brain a fresh start so in many ways i'm trying to forget what i know about music theory mm. and so forth what, what i like i've had a uh, i played piano for seven years when i was a kid i sort of have a classical background mm. in that sense so i'm trying to forget all that when i when I'm with Kalundi, I'm still trying to forget it every day. Trying to that be, must be difficult. It is difficult, yeah. It's like you learned how to play the keyboard and then all of a sudden you can't really use that keyboard anymore. Mm. You have to rethink everything about making music and just listen and more importantly feel the frequencies and let them carry you, let them take you where mm. they're... Wanting to go. <laughs> yeah, where they need to go where, where you want to go but you don't even know it yet sounds like a lot of trust that you have to have in something that you can't see yeah but yeah of course you need to have trust but then at the same time as i said above for me it being familiar to you it, <clears throat> feeling like the old thing coming home it feels safe and secure although at the same time it's uh, a bit overwhelming and it's doing things to you that you can't even e explain or find words to describe. Maybe we can just backtrack for a second just sure. for people listening that might not have a full grasp of what Kalundi actually is and honestly I feel like maybe I'm one of them. Um, <laughs> could, you, could you give maybe a small <laughs> explanation of the term as you understand it? Well, it's Kalundi comes from uh, my friend, my dear friend, Grant Wilson Claridge. Who's from Reflex. Reflex. Yeah, co-founder of Reflex. Um, Kalundi comes, the word comes from colander. So when you cook pasta, pasta and you yeah. train, train the pasta, yeah. So it's that colander, it's the holes in that colander. It's the selected points in the universe of sound. So it's like you're not using just any frequency, not not just any sound. You're using the frequencies that are ancient in the in in the way that um, like it's combining all the knowledge that humankind has about sound, and and by by that we go back to thousands of years. Um, to ancient Egypt and so forth, um, lots of sound healing, temples and uh, uh, practices. It's a really long story. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's really difficult to explain this. You were saying that 
sort of similar tuning systems have existed in in other styles of music, obviously in like Asian and African music for yeah, centuries. Yeah. So I guess I'm kind of wondering like why is Kalundi such a revelation if this kind of music has existed for so long? That's the thing. That's exactly the thing. I think it's coming back. We we are we are going back to that knowledge of sound that we we used to have before the twelve tet system, before the traditional keyboard. What was before that? What was before Pythagoras? How do you say Pythagoras? Pythagoras. Pythagoras. Oh God! The Greek dude who who started um, applying mathematics to it and dividing the. A string into a first half and then four parts, you know, coming up with the 12, 12 notes system mm-hmm. or the beginnings of it anyways. But I, the way I see it is that's when we went wrong and that's when people forgot about the ancient thing of, um, or the present thing of, <laughs> of doing sound as it, the way it feels good to you, the, the way it's uh, effective and powerful to your body and your whole existence and so how much research goes into your process a lot yeah (laughs) um especially uh in the beginning i was just making tracks with a calculator most of the time and just trying to understand because um the kalundi sequence is is not linear Mm -hmm. at all the notes are if you put the notes on a traditional keyboard or if you tried to they would be scattered all over the place some of them are really close to each other and then there's a huge gap and then a few notes again but there's no logic to it whatsoever you can't really understand it in a traditional way that's the main thing just to feel the sound and feel the sound healing you or or doing other things to you kalundi is really powerful it can take you as far as you want to go, just pure unlimited power. Are there other people other than you and Grant that are working with Kalundi? Yeah, yeah, there's lots of people. There's a active Kalundi group of people across the planet. I'd say it's maybe about a thousand people and then a core group of hundred people and then ten people maybe. And so are you, like, interacting with these people online sort of thing? Like, how... No, I I live in a world of my own. I don't interact with anyone. (laughs) I try not to. I'm just asking because when I I typed Kalundi Mm. into Google, it was pretty much just your name for the first, like, six pages of Google. Oh, dear. (laughs) That's boring. I'd love love it if there were more people using Kalundi uh, in in their making music, you know. But do you Um, think that anybody could, could... use it absolutely yeah and everyone should use it kalundi everyone and so you wouldn't go back to your old way of making music no way never no no this is this is too big it's too fundamentally uh amazing to i could never look back no no way no Mm. please (laughs) don't make me Um, in our emails before this interview, you wrote about the Kalundi philosophy. Um, can you tell me what that is exactly? Um, what does that What does that mean for you? Oh, I'm not the right person to talk <laughs> about that. Um, it's It's very. It's Kalundi is a way of life, um, but 
to specify to to put that into words you'd need a, a poet or someone who's good with words i'm not good with words mm. i'm i've decided to make music instead that's that's my outlet um what, what am i to say anything about it it seems like there's a lot of sort of maybe not mystery but like it's all a little bit hard to kind of speak about or or really have like concrete knowledge where you have like the right words for it do you know what i mean like yeah what yeah. Ma- like what makes this concept so mysterious for lack of a better word it's mysterious because we don't know it that well yet <clears throat> it's mysterious because we are right in the beginning of of this or right in the beginning of going back to it as it as it's always been there mm-hmm. um mysterious because people are naturally afraid of new things that don't fit their world if you have to rethink what you know about music or so forth of course it's a bit mysterious Mm -hmm. or you know it's not easy at all it's you know (laughs) having a kalundi jam is not easy oh gosh i i miss using the keyboard i miss using all the synths and and stuff like that i'm having to retune everything like the way i make music i've just um i've used sine waves and square waves and saw waves and that's pretty much it some percussion but then i tune those to kalundi as well Mm. and it's time consuming and it's it's difficult because as i said there's no logic to it so I'm I'm still trying to work it out. I, I don't think I'll ever ever will be able to to work it out or make any sense out of it. But that's not the point. You're not supposed to make it right, linear. Right. Make you know bring order to somewhere where there isn't that. It's something else, and it's like it's a learning process. It's I'm still adapting to it. I'm still every day trying to understand it. What is this new <laughs> life of mine? What are these things happening in my life that feel like they're meant to happen like we're following a script i didn't come to live here in this house as a coincidence this kalundi brought me here i can't explain to you how or why but i feel it really strongly you kind of have to like have a bit of trust in not knowing what you're really doing do you know what i mean yeah yeah you have to let yourself go yeah i mean has that taken like has that part of it, like the letting go part of it, been a process for you as well? Yes, of course. Yeah, and it still is. It still is an ongoing process. You also wrote in our emails the following phrase, which was the Kalundi way of life, ideals versus practicalities, juxtaposition with modern life. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, would you consider mm. your life since meeting Kalundi in contrast to regular life or modern life or the life that everybody else lives? I, yeah... I find it increasingly difficult to live uh, uh, whatever normal life means, but I I find that uh, every day a bit more challenging. Although I don't know how, like, I can always adapt, yeah, sure, but I I just don't really want to read the news ever again i want (laughs) to just stay in my own little world more and more at the deeper i go into kalundi because i uh, it just doesn't really adapt to this world where we live in this very superficial increasingly superficial world it seems that we live in although there's lots of hope and and I'd like to think that Kalundi is here to help us with these things. 
it might solve many problems that we seem to have created for ourselves, you know. What do you think has changed for you in like a tangible way? Is it more the way that you're thinking or is it like actual physical changes in your life? Both. Yeah, my whole thinking has changed, I think. Um, uh, physically as well, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm addicted to Kalundi. Um, a year ago, a friend of mine introduced the sub pack to me, mm-hmm. which is. I know it, yeah. You know it, yeah. yeah. So you can wear the subwoofer on your back. And that just works so well with Kalundi. Okay. Um, you feel the frequencies in your body. Um, I, I love the sub pack, and it's it's been. Uh, I'm just so happy, happy with it. I feel like I <clears throat> understand a lot more what you're talking about now that you've mentioned Subpack. When the Subpack was kind of first introduced, I was kind of like, well, it's not really that interesting. But when you try it, it really is a completely <clears throat> different experience. Yeah, and it's really powerful. Um, you have to be careful with it in in terms of because you're you're applying really low, potentially low bass <laughs> to your body. You need to know what you're doing. You need to know which frequencies you you want to play to your body. Mm-hmm. It's no joke. It's it's serious. So, um, yeah. oh. it's it's opened lots of new worlds to me in my music making. Um, uh, living in a house, making music, or in your studio making music, you're limited by the physics that dimensions of your room how much bass you can fit in there no matter how big a subwoofer mm. you have in there it's quite rare to have a studio big enough so you can feel say 33 hertz you'd have to be 10 meters ideally to be at the end of the cycle to mm-hmm. feel the, the bass in the perfect way but with the sub pack you can feel it in anywhere mm-hmm. where you can wear a back- backpack you know mm-hmm. sky's the limit and the sub pack goes down to five hertz mm. So that's adding a couple of octaves to what what your music is, you know, what you're um, what you're able to sense, and that's this increases your senses, like uh, you know your um, your vision, <clears throat> what you see, all the colors, mm-hmm. is equivalent, they say, to one octave of music. So traditionally, we're taught that our hearing range is nine octaves. So your sense of hearing is nine times greater than your sense of vision. Mm-hmm. With the sub pack, it's adding those couple of more octaves there. We're actually 11 octaves or so forth. Mm-hmm. Your hearing range or your um, sensing the music, sensing the frequencies. You don't hear the bass, but you feel the bass. And it's just... I've, with Subpack, I've been like, where have you been all my life? I love it so much. It's so amazing. Has there been any other sort of instruments that have helped you in in this process of making music with Kalundi? No, no. It's That, that is the, the biggest thing, definitely. The most Kalundi thing in my life for music making. Um, uh, I released an album called Presence on, on Midsummer and... 
that whole thing I made wearing the sapback, wow. and it's made for the sapback. Mm. And and if you listen to that album, you you'll know what I mean. I read in an interview, I think it was actually the same uh, Ari interview, where you kind of talked about yourself as a, a vessel for Kulunti. Like you didn't really, you've said a few times that you don't really know anything about it, that you're just kind of this this vessel, you're in this sort of role. <clears throat> Do you think that you were chosen for this role or <clears throat> is it like everybody could be chosen for this role if they chose Everybody, to <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you want to be, that's, the role is there for you, whatever you want to do. I'm not special in any way. Why would I be? Is everyone's got the same access to Kulundi. If you want to do it, you do it. You do what you you know. You live the life you want to live. When you talk about not knowing what you're doing exactly, it's that sounds to me a bit like not like a lack of control, but like a lot of. I keep saying trust. I don't mean to keep saying trust, but mm-hmm. yeah, there's just like a lot of trust in this feeling or something that you're not really sure about. Uh, can that be like scary sometimes? Do you know what I mean? Does that make sense? That's not the bit I'm scared about. No, mm. not at all. No, I'm I'm open to it. But I've uh, um, since a couple of years, I've come to to the limits of my mind. I feel like that. Um, you know, Kulundi can take you as far as you want to go. But I'm not ready to go any further just yet because I quite enjoy this life of mine and I enjoy living it the way I do now. I feel that there's more power. Kulundi's opening the gates, all the gates, all the way, as as many gates as you want to you know, open. So the question is how far you want to go. And I, I feel myself scared is probably not the word, but... But I would say, mm, yeah, yeah, something like that. Still, I just, I, I feel like I've got limits, and I, 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 to go to the next phase, um, I got some work to do. I don't know what kind of work. I don't know what to do. It's just you know, basically opening my mind a bit more. All things happen when they're supposed to. So you know, it's it's just a phase. But um, I want to share this. I just because it's a it's a big feeling I was going to ask like how you know when you're ready to do the next thing or how you know where your limits are but I guess maybe you don't maybe you don't you don't know no 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 it'll come to you when it's the the time is right we're not alone we we've got company we've been looked after do you feel like Kalundi has become kind of a religion for you in some way like talking about talking about it in, in terms of like being being a vessel for something yeah. makes me think of like prophet or like priest yeah, sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah, and it's like uh, lacking some words that are better. So, okay, we might say spiritual, we might say religious. That was, you know, last night. Um, I said to my wife, "Do do you feel that doesn't this sound religious?" I was just playing some simple Kalundi. I did nothing, just played a few frequencies. And it felt holy to me. <laughs> and I was like, it's not religious, it's what you make of it. Yeah, but, I guess but anything it, can sound religious if you... Yeah, if you feel that. Yeah. But I just strongly feel that way. <laughs> so, yeah, you could say it's a religion, yeah. but it's Or you could say many things, but it's, 
you know, I, I wouldn't like to label it that way, though. I'd be a bit cautious about what words to use with it. Because I guess, like, what I was saying before about people on the internet that were sort of skeptical of this <clears throat> is that I feel like a lot of people thought at the beginning that it was like, okay, that Kulundi means this album series that you were doing. And then there was a shift when Grant had published some, like, a Kickstarter or something like this for buying a piece of land. And I think mm -hmm. that's where people started thinking of it more as a religion than maybe you you guys had meant it. Yeah, yeah. People see it as a cult yeah, or something. Exactly. I hate that. <laughs> I am so... Um, I don't like that side of it at all. It's, it's a, a lot of it is unexplainable stuff, but there, <laughs> there's no cult. As far as I'm concerned, there's nothing <laughs> like that. There's nothing to be afraid of or anything. It's just what you make of it, you know? Well, w yeah... I'm missing some words how to describe it, maybe, yeah. Mm. And I, I, I can see, I can relate to people seeing it as a cult very mm. easily, yeah. But is that frustrating for you, that people don't seem to understand it as well as you would hope? If, yeah, I guess so, but it's not like, it's, it's not in my hands, so I, I've got no strong feelings about it because there's not much I can do about it, mm. I don't think. Maybe there is, I just don't realize it. Earlier you were saying... You were talking about frequencies that are meant to heal you or that are just generally meant to make you feel good when we listen to them. Um, so at its core, is is that what Kalundi is about, healing? Mm, yeah, 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 I'd be a bit cautious. Not all the frequencies are there to to heal your body or make you feel good. Or There's different purpose for each frequency. Some of them... Make you oh, think or... Yeah, expand your mind or whatever. Mm. So they're, they're all different and it's endless the how you use them with each other. It's it's different every time. So uh, that's a... It's a steep learning curve trying to figure it all out and, you know, trying... I'm trying to do good things. Yes, yes, that's my aim. I'm not meaning to be evil or anything i mm. hope and i, I apologize <laughs> for any any effects that might not be pleasant for people uh, that's not my intention do you uh, think that happens that people don't that people have those experiences i mean i guess um, you can have that experience with any you could you yeah yeah you could i mean of course you everyone has got their own personal taste in music <laughs> and what they like and that changes throughout their lives mm -hmm. we're all in a different phase of our lives we all take similar steps in life but in a different order and at our own pace i spoke with eris drew i don't know if you know her she's no. a dj from the midwest um okay. and we talked about the role of the dj as a shaman like figure not a shaman in the mm -hmm. literal definition but uh sort of having some of the same qualities um just in the sense that the dj can kind of guide the crowd in terms of like feeling good or feeling bad or the general yeah. vibe of the night. Um, yeah. Is that something that resonates with you as a vessel for Kulundi? Yeah, yeah, of course. And the best gigs I play are the ones where I feel the Kulundi presence, where I feel like I, I, I never look at the crowd. I'm struggling with that, but I, I feel the people there and it's, it's, it's the Kulundi moment, or moments, plural, 
um, what what are just magic to me. I, I love that so much. When when I'm playing live and I feel like uh, it's not me, it's something else, something higher is doing things, and I'm again I'm in that vessel state, so to speak. I, again, in a lack of a better word. Well, that's just the way I feel about it. That's the same as um, when I'm making music. It's I, I haven't got much to do about it. It's like, it's something else I don't have words for. So what is it like for you doing a live performance with Kulundi-based productions? Like, how how live are we talking? Like, is it like when you're doing a jam session or...? No, no, it's not like doing a jam session. Um because having a jam is slower making music is slower in so um it's good if if i can improvise stuff on top of prearranged elements mm-hmm. or just do stuff with the prearranged elements but uh, it's not live as in a traditional musician playing mm-hmm. live though no, this is not live this is electronic music and it's just my my way of playing live you were saying before we started recording that uh, your recent gig at Griesmüller and at Waking Life, both, those were both really good for you. Uh, what was good mm-hmm. about them? Like, what was more special these two times than previously? You have to be a bit lucky for a special experience. Um, if you know things, just it feels like everything collides in the perfect way. A coincidence as well, or whatever how you want to describe it, but. It's like when you're when you're doing stuff live, you're rocking a slider up or down. It just goes with the beat. Everything happens as it's supposed to happen. It's a lovely feeling when you know it's not always like that, but but when it happens, it's just magic. It's great. Maybe we can talk a bit about this history of sort of sound healing. My only experience with it really uh, is I went to a sound bath in Berlin, which is actually run by Lucy of Stroboscopic Artifacts. Um, can you talk a bit about sound healing? How long has this process been around and what were its sort of earlier iterations? I don't know much about it. Um, it's not my field of expertise, but what I've, what I know, what I've looked into is, um, as I mentioned, ancient Egypt, I've looked into their um, sound healing, or more to it, the ways that they were using sound, and we don't know much about that. Um, but what what I found out is, I noticed that they. I've done a lot of um, calculating standing waves based on dimensions of sound healing chambers or other spaces that were used for God knows what, but seemed like they were very appropriate for good sound. And I found a lot of uh, Kalundi frequencies in there. And that was great to get that sort of confirmation that what we're doing now is goes back to thousands of years. Um, it seems like to me that the, they knew Hertz in ancient Egypt. The length, the, the one second, the length of that mm-hmm. is embedded in those buildings. So it makes me think, what is the history of second? Why is the second as long as it is exactly? Because everything we talk about, all the frequencies, all hertz, is based on that one second. So where does that come from? And mm. I haven't 
found a definitive answer to that. I'm still looking. Uh, please tell me if you know what the <laughs> history of second is. Uh, I'm I'm curious. But yeah, um, I was uh, a couple of years ago. I was obsessed with the Great Pyramid of Giza and mm-hmm. did a lot of research on that. And, Have you uh, been before? I've never been there. Mm. No, not yet. Not yet. But um, there's a lot of very very powerful stuff like the the Grand Gallery. Um, I think it was. The, I can't even remember anymore. I think it was the Grand Gallery that. Um, or one of the sound healing chambers, or whatever you call the king's chamber, or queen's chamber inside there. I got 40 hertz from there really, really strongly, and that's like, I think, my all-time... Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> one of my favorite frequencies, 40 hertz and everything, all the harmonics from there. It just feels so good. It feels like Mother Earth. So... Would you say that Kalundi works in a similar way to something like a sound bath? Um, can you <clears throat> describe sort of what what <clears throat> what feelings you're talking about, like what physical feelings you're talking about? Well, first, please tell me, because I don't know, <laughs> this sound bath, can you t- tell me so, about that? Basically, it was you go into this room and everybody lays down on the floor and then basically you close your eyes and... It was Lucy who was running it. So Lucy was playing a gong pretty much continuously for the entire maybe hour. And for me, it didn't feel necessarily like a sort of spiritual experience. It was more like there were points where I was like, am I asleep? (laughs) Like, am I dreaming? You know, he was walking around so you could kind of feel when he was coming closer to you. But then I would like peek out of one eye and he was across the room sort of thing. It was just like a very Mm. strange sort of musical experience where... At the end, I didn't necessarily feel like I was healed, but I felt like I had either been doing a lot of thinking or no thinking at all, if that makes sense. Like, mm. yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I can't really explain. I guess I know what you mean mm. now about not being able to explain Yeah, yeah there we go. There we go. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of other people that went, that were like regulars at this sound bath, really felt like they were having some kind of spiritual mm. something. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I more felt like, Maybe this is what it's like when you're meditating. Like that's something I've never really gotten into, but maybe mm-hmm. this is what it's supposed to be like where you your mind is kind of like empty. Yes. And those people who who go there regularly are probably more a bit more open to it. They're mm. expecting that thing to happen again. And exactly. They're getting more exactly. out of it because of that thing. I felt like I was kind yeah, of waiting for like when's when the thing going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> yeah. It's um I think um Kalindi's opened opened me and taught me ways of how to meditate and how to how to accept life as it comes to you and how to accept the take in the sounds that come to you um i played in mexico city i think april it was and we went to tepotslan mm-hmm. just for a <clears throat> couple of days and we went to the up, up the mountain to see the pyramid and on the way back <clears throat> there was this guy with a Tibetan singing bowl giving sound uh, healing to people. Mm. So, so I just went up to him and um, he started doing his thing. And um, he went down on my spine with the bowl and felt amazing. Felt definitely like a, a Kalundi frequency on that bowl. It was bang on. And then he was going, like coming back up 
on my back and then at the back of my head and then that's when he said oh wow your head is really glowing <laughs> and he kept moving the bowl and he was like going around my head and when he was about there in front of my right eye just a couple of centimeters of my head I could see that sound it was a weird moment like mm. I'm getting my hairs up just thinking about it I hallucinated I saw this thing I could draw to you now is basically a uh, it's like the flower of life kind of thing but that just that was coming from that sound the source of the sound just made that that was an hmm. amazing experience really amazing experience it sounds like it just from a, a Tibetan singing bowl so I'd love to do big sessions of sound healing with Kalundi well hmm. kind of try and do them already <laughs> when I'm playing an ambient set or maybe something. with the sub like, but maybe yeah definitely yeah. with the sub pack mm. we've We've done some stuff together. There was um, Subback did uh, an event in London uh, a couple of months ago where they were giving people Subbacks and, mm-hmm. and they had uh, Genelec speakers in the room mm-hmm. playing the, the high, was that high frequencies. Was that part of Immersed Festival? You know, they did. Immersed, yes. Immersed, yeah. yes. So when you're making music nowadays, like, do you feel like you're having that experience every day? Yes. Yeah, I, I like to have my dose of Kalundi every day if possible. I mean, I've, I don't always, but but it's just the the preference. I would say it's nice to have, especially the bass, just to have a a bit of it. I I kind of struggle if I go a couple of days without that. I'm starting to miss that low mm. bass. Just just the feeling. It just makes me feel good. Makes me happier. Makes me a better human being i mm. feel like i'm i'm much much nicer to be around with <laughs> <laughs> i've had my uh, uh therapy or whatever you call it a healthy dose so does it feel like a spiritual <clears throat> i don't want to use that term again but does it feel Boring. like a spiritual experience for you like do you feel like you have healed in some way since you've started working with kalunti yeah yeah definitely definitely it's helped me a lot in life in what ways? Um, to have more, again, faith. To be more <laughs> confident or letting life happen as it comes. Letting things come to you. Not trying to run around so much. Not struggle so much. Not, not trying to achieve something that isn't gonna happen today it's gonna happen but not today i'm very uh stubborn person in in ways and if i want something i want it now or yesterday i I can't wait (laughs) i'm the same way (laughs) but um i think kalundi helps helps you in that way i think it's yeah it's calming me down maybe it's all getting older as well (laughs) (laughs) so do you feel like you feel differently from everyone else because of Kalunti? No, don't know at all how anyone else <laughs> feels like. <laughs> Do you feel like um, as Kalundi spreads to more and more people, that more people will feel the way that you feel? It's a very good question. I hope, I hope it's gonna you know help people and make them feel better. That's my hope, but every human being is different, and it's impossible to 
do exactly know how you feel or how how you hear or feel some sort of sound or or music or situation is mm. everyone is different so do you i keep asking you these hypotheticals do you feel Am like I? do you feel like you can i could get hypothetically the same feelings from something else in my life sports or love or therapy not the same experience same outcome mm. kind of <laughs> yeah but it's it's not the same thing no of of course it's not the same thing it's it's kalundi it's a different thing but yeah yeah and it's more like it'll um it might enhance things in your life it might help you feel things deeper or or wider or just open some gates so when you're talking about feeling a certain way does that feeling happen right when you start having a jam session for example or is it only kind of the completed track that has this effect uh what effect of just feeling better or uh you know having Mm. having this kind of healing property is that from a completed track or is that from the act of making it uh, both yeah both in different ways yeah um i'm i never have any inspirations i'd never have any ideas i never think of like oh i want to make this track or this melody mm-hmm. or have an idea what i'm what i'm gonna do no um i think my mind is blank when i start the jam or start doing kalundi as blank as possible as open as possible and then you know things will come to you kalundi mm. will come to you so and that's always there it's, it'll never go away the ideas will never go away it's like uh the idea of network you know of plato and the likes that you know you just connect to that idea network it's always there so it's uh i don't think i've ever had an inspiration in my life really <laughs> Maybe once, but it didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell me a bit about the process of making music with <clears throat> Kalundi? Like, when you were first introduced to it, what was the first thing that you did to integrate it into your creative process? Start from scratch, trying to forget everything else, just do some tests, experiments. But it was um, a Kalundi sequence level one. That's the beginning of Kalundi jams for me. The first tracks there were the first Kalundi jams I had. You mentioned earlier that your technical setup has changed. Um, can you tell me a bit more about how it's changed exactly? Like, is it more mm-hmm. of a sort of process that's changed, or is it the actual equipment that you're using that's changed? Um, well, I've used Logic for making music for. 19 years now I'm pretty stuck in my way so nothing's <laughs> changed very much but with Kalundi I've had to stop using all the software synths or analog synths mm-hmm. for that I mean I can use a few few notes but it's very tricksy trying to tune them into Kalundi because each octave is different so you can't normally like you can in logic you can just tune up the, the thing uh, and use all the synths, but that's only for one octave. So which octave are you gonna use out of the nine? You know, it's I and 
I'm not a very technical person. I'm, I don't know how to do it. And I'm a bit lazy as well, so I don't know how to do it. But I've been happy just using, you know, I've sampled, I did, um, just using an oscillator, used, sampled all the sine waves of the 128 Kalundi frequencies and then did the same with saw waves. And that's what I use. Hmm. Um, just build my own synths based on that. So... You know, you can turn a sine wave into a square wave, easy peasy. So, uh, yeah, and just I love playing with harmonics. So mm. I love sine waves for that because, first of all, it's the fundamental frequency feels lovely and so forth. And it, it's there's so much space, so much freedom. Uh, it's also limiting in many ways, but, but when you... When you start building your harmonics, you get the fundamental and then you build your harmonics. It's educational, uh, <laughs> interesting, uh, experimental. Um, just, the, just the way I've liked working. Uh, and it just seems to, for me personally, it seems to go hand in hand with Kalundi. But, you know, everyone's different. I just hope that people would use Kalundi frequencies a bit more. Have you tried introducing other artists to it? Yeah, yeah, I have. <laughs> <that going>? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just use Kalundi. Um, yeah, it's not easy. Like, uh, so many people have lots of analog synths and stuff, and it's like, oh, well, retune all your synths to start <laughs> making this. It's, it's not easy. And uh, I... I, I I can't speak on behalf of other people. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I, I, I don't understand why not. For me, it's just been such a big thing. So I'm struggling to understand why isn't everyone in the world making mm. music with using the Kalundi or just having Kalundi in their lives. Um, oh, what do I know? <laughs> I don't know anything. So how would you say that it's made your music better? Has it made it better? I don't know. <laughs> Different, maybe. It's a good question. I guess, in a way, you could say that it's made my music music a lot more boring. Because <laughs> 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 using those same bloody sine waves every time. But um, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess I, I don't think I'd never listen to my old stuff. Or um, or look into that, or even remember what I've done. I'm always at the present day, just having a jam or doing the next thing. So I don't think that much. Or be, I don't. I'm not analytical about stuff that I've done, or or think where do I want to go next. I just things just happen. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to talk a bit about your Kalundi sequences series, which you mentioned earlier, which has now reached. 17.5 levels so when did you have the idea to create this series with the sort of various levels uh you, you had it in mind to make 21 is that right uh yeah yeah that's the original thing it's it's grant's idea it's not my idea um he sort of force he he saw it happening i guess before anything else Kalundi sequence, I I feel like it can't really go on much further. Like th there being only twenty one levels, and 
you're supposed to get to level 21 when you die. <laughs> so so <laughs> I hope not, you don't get to finish it just yet. Um, <laughs> also, the story is I was uh, I, I live in Finland now. Um, when I made the sequence, I was living in the UK. I had a day job, so I made it at work on the headphones secretly. So <laughs> I, I don't have that job anymore and I don't live in that country anymore. So it doesn't feel like I can do any more sequences, but... Maybe it'll happen when it's time, but at the moment I'm just doing different things. Yeah, I mean, how did you sort of plan for these 21 levels? Like, what if you, what if tomorrow you get bored of doing the sequences and you don't want to do it anymore? You just won't do them. Yeah, simple as that. I'm grateful. Yeah, what's, I'm not <laughs> asking for anything. Well, uh, there's enough music in the world. Certainly, mm. I've made enough music for sure. People mm. tell me to stop. <laughs> it's a bit ridiculous. I'm sorry. Do you think that your process has improved since the first level? Like what is different or better about the more recent levels than the first one? Maybe different. Maybe my comprehension or understanding of the frequencies is a lot better than in the beginning. But nothing's changed. I don't think anything's changed really. It's just using different sounds, I suppose, and um, when I started making the sequence, I didn't play that many gigs, I guess, mm. and now I play, and and I had a day job and all that, so now I'm full-time musician or composer, <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, it's different in that way. I mm. guess I'm more like a full-time musician. In, in that sense, I was so busy five years ago with life and doing other things. Like, it's a miracle that there were any Kalundi music. To be honest, hmm. it, it really is. And and now I have time all of a sudden. So The series yeah. is quite popular. There are a lot of posts on Reddit and Bandcamp about it. Why do you think it resonates with people so much? Do you think it's because it's good music or do you think it's because of Kalundi? I think it's because of Kalundi. I don't think it's particularly good music or anything like that, but it's just, you know, you don't need to like the music to feel the Kalundi. You just need to play it and and feel it, you know. It's not like traditional listening to music. Mm -hmm. It's like feeling the Kalundi. And yeah, there's some music <laughs> as, a, <laughs> as a side product or a bonus. Yeah, bonus, yeah. <laughs> So what has the response been like on a more sort of tangible level? Like, do people in your life, artists, friends, family, journalists, like, do people generally understand what you're trying to do, would you say? I don't know. <laughs> people understand it in their own ways. Again, I can't speak for other people. Mm -hmm. You'd have to ask other people. <laughs> I've had nice feedback yeah yeah I've had nice feedback but then um I mean I don't I don't read about it online or I, I don't follow all that stuff I'm not really that interested in in many ways I hate the internet like it's so good for finding any information like on a superficial level but then if you want to dig deeper 
it kind of gets in the way. Like I'm trying to avoid my online time mm. now, just trying to stay in this world of my own and mm. and it must help being here in the middle of sort of nowhere yes <laughs> yeah. yeah i love i love finnish nature a lot and uh i'm grateful that i can just take off i can just walk into the forest mm. and even you know half an hour in the forest every day does miracles it's mm. so good for you after five minutes in there you <laughs> smell it you feel it and you feel better i i don't go there every day i'm trying to Lots to uh, improve. So what are your yeah. hopes for the future of Kalundi or for the future of Kalundi and music together? I hope that more people will discover Kalundi and I hope that more people will be using Kalundi frequencies in their making music. I hope that myself, I can get a bit more technical about it and start using more synths and and stuff to to widen the the different sounds that I use like um yeah but it's obviously what I said about being blank and and not thinking about stuff too much um leaving space for Kolundi to happen it's impossible to say what the future is because Only time will will tell. But Kalundi itself <clears throat> probably knows the future a lot better, and it's it's already happened. Like in a way, many times when I'm having a jam with Kalundi, it's I feel like the track is already there. It's already happened. <laughs> you know, it's a bit weird. Like um, <clears throat> like uh, it's scripted you know it's it's there already and i'm just making it the, the final stage of <laughs> getting it into a, a physical copy or what or whatever obviously it hasn't always been like that for you when you're making music D- is it kind of a relief to make music this way where you're thinking about it a bit less maybe mm, yeah interesting yeah I, i guess it is a relief yeah in many ways i guess when you said about the the past of of making music for 25 years not using the kalundi so much how do i put this in the words like i i've already done that music i i've already done what i i was supposed to do with it and this is just the sort of the afterlife for me in a way but then at the same time it's only the beginning Hopefully, I'll be, I'll be able to understand it a bit better in ways that I don't even know yet. Do you think that's just going to take place by you continuing to do what you're doing, or is there something that you are going to do differently? Mm, both. Yeah, I think it's it, it'll continue to happen the way it's supposed to happen, and things will just come to me. Um, But at the same time, as I've said about the technicalities of of it, I think I I hope that myself I can uh, get a bit more technical and not be so damn lazy about it in <laughs> in many ways. And as I said, I'm probably stuck in my ways a lot. So I I hope I can open my mind a bit more and and just do whatever's happening next and 
you know, keep my mind open to it, whatever it is. You mentioned before um, that you hope that more people will start using Kalundi. Like, what do you think is the mm-hmm. best way to get that message out there? Like, is it just through you continuing to make music with it? Or do you feel like you have to tell people about it? Or what is, how do, how do you mm-hmm. see that your message sort of spreading? This is a really good question. I don't I don't know how to uh I mean I'm I'm doing my best in in spreading the word, I think, playing the gigs and um you know, making the music. Anyone can get started using Kalundi frequencies. There are a good bunch of them are available online. You go to kalundi.net. There's a good list. I'd like to advertise the 40 hertz and the harmonics of 40 hertz and mm-hmm. that's a big addition to the the ones available on kalundi.net and that's the most important frequencies right there you don't need much more i guess grant is being a bit careful with not re- revealing all of them at once because there's there's side effects and and you you want things to be good and yeah, you have to be a bit, bit careful with it because mm. it's so powerful, and um, we we don't want any negative side effects. Mm-hmm. Put it that way. Do you think that as you progress with making music with Kalundi, you'll do something differently, or do you think that this is sort of the path? I hope, <clears throat> I hope I'll do things differently because it'll be really boring otherwise. <laughs> I mean, it it is a path. Yeah, I'm following the path. That path will, you know, naturally introduce new things, and they'll just come the way they're supposed to. I guess you just kind of have to be open to it. Yeah, exactly. Kalundi, everyone. (laughs)